is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Hey, everybody. I hope you're back to join us for part two of this conversation with Lauren Tomlin. You will not want to miss what she's got in store. And at the end of this episode, she will walk you through a really awesome prayer of healing and just hearing from God. So stay tuned. And part two is on its way. You know, a lot of people were renamed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter, he was the weak one who denied Christ yeah. three times. He was renamed Peter. His first name was Simon. Right. So Peter means the rock. The rock. The whole church was built on him. But he was over and over. It was like God saw who he was. Right. It was like, I see you. Like, I know who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, Abram became Abraham, Abraham. Right. Saul and Paul. Exactly. I mean, so Paul means humble. Mm-hmm. Think about it. He was murdering Christians, executing Christians, and then he ends up becoming the most influential character in the Bible. They say next to Jesus. Yes. Taking the gospel. And his real name meant humble. So there's power in hearing from him what is true. That's right. And and in my own case, the lie was, I'm not chosen. And I renounced that in Jesus' name. And then I asked, God, what do you want to say to me? Yeah. And he said, I have always chosen you. Mm. And it's just, you know, I think people get so bogged down with, well, I don't hear an audible voice or I don't. It's a knowing in your spirit that doesn't come from you but you know it's truth and you know if God was standing right in front of you that it's him that would be saying that to your face. I love it because the scripture is to your point. It's a still small voice. That's right. And it's like the more you come to know it. That's right. The more you recognize it. Yeah. Well, and in my own, you were one of those, like I call it breadcrumbs of the Holy Spirit, just saying yes over and over to listening you know, when I first told God, I want to hear you, I want to see you, I'm going to say yes. When I do, I didn't know what I was listening or looking for. I hadn't met you yet. So I oh, hadn't so begun this journey. He would speak to you about me? About anything. Okay. And I think you were the third or fourth person that God had led me to reach out to. Mm-hmm. And it began with friends. And then it kind of shifted over into acquaintances, right? which was you. I'm like, well, I, ne- I know her. But I, yeah. And and I could see, and then it would go into strangers. And so I could see God going, I'm building your muscles. Like we're going to start with friends and it's a little safe to say this to friends. And then I'm going to take you over here to this place and see if you step out to say this thing to this person that you kind of ish know. And I did it. And then it takes you to the next place and that muscle builds And the confidence really builds of hearing from God and being, I guess, more authoritative even in it. Just just owning it, owning it and being sure. And especially if God's asking you to pray for someone, (laughs) as Shay once told me, I doubt Satan asks you to pray for that person or reach out for that person. Right, right, So it is a wild and beautiful journey that God will take you on to hear from him. And I love what you say. It's free. Anyone can do it. God wants to talk to all of us. He wants to talk to all of his children because that's who we are to him. 
and I'm a mom and you're a mom. And it's like, what do we want more than anything in the world to have a relationship with our babies? You know, we want them to come to us. We don't want them to hop in the car every day after school and pull questions out of them. We want them to come to us too. And that comfort. Because that is intimacy and that is a relationship and that that is God's heart. That's what he wants from us. That's why he made us, right? 100%. I mean, that's what Adam and Eve had in the garden before everything fell. It right. was it was the perfect, you know, intimacy with no shame. Right. I mean, they got to enjoy everything without any shame. Mm-hmm. Just walked in the cool of the garden. And he wants that with us now. And one of the things I, that has really helped me just, you know, when I was stepping out, when I first ventured out, it was hard to know, like, okay, is this me or is this him? Like, what? What? Because if it, sometimes it's easier for you, it sounded like it was easier to step out for others. Right. For me, it was easier to hear first for myself, but I was, it was still hard. Right. And so what helped was a journal, just kind of taking these questions to him and asking and seeing if there was a theme over time. Right. And really believing what he said. Also, you know, whatever isn't in alignment with scripture, you can right. throw rule that out. out. Yeah, rule it out, toss that out. And another thing I always keep in the back of my mind is if anything is of condemnation, that's not that's of right. God. So there's that conviction, right? That quiet, kind, like, hey, there might have been more for you here, Lauren. Right. Like, right. You know, the way you talked to Chris, that wasn't, you know, right. There's that nice, kind, and invitation right. versus the shame. Yes. Not shame, but more of a constructive criticism, right? <laughs> Um, wow. It's all so good. And I feel like, I feel like we have covered here for everyone, like what took me maybe three years to get through, but it is, it's such a life changing practice. And I, I I would call it a practice because again, it's like exercise. The more you do it, the more confident you become, the more comfortable you become and the more deeply you feel the heart of God. Yes. It was interesting. It's funny you were saying this. I thought it was timely because Maddie's teacher texted. I have three girls and they just started school this week. And I reached out to the teacher and I thought the timing was so cool because of what we were about to talk about today. And um, it was she said, Chris, she was like, I, I play. I wish I had my phone here. I pull out the message. But she said, I play worship in the class. And it was so sweet to see Maddie's face light up when her father's voice came across the speakers and she said it just reminded me of how we're to know him Mm -hmm. in that way of just that like she got the biggest grin there was such the 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 delight and i think that's the beauty again when she texted me i was like oh she has no clue this isn't for me this is for everyone listening that literally an hour ago i got this text about that's the invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation of knowing his heart and knowing how fond he is of you. Because the reality is, I think if most people were to throw themselves at the foot of God, I don't think they would believe that that's his right. deepest heart for them because of what's happened in life and that's because right. of how the enemy has come in with the shame and the guilt and whatever else to rob us of that connection. And and that's what God's after pursuing in each of us and crazy enough oftentimes it comes through pain yeah you know so like again back to that situation in uh the fall where things went richter that was his pursuit of me here i was like about my healing 
you know, we have this small group. I'm leading this study. Like, how humbling. Right. That I'm completely blindsided. And he's saying, hey, there's more. There's more for you in your life. And there's more for you with me. Because, see, if I'm believing, and this is the implication, too, that we haven't talked about. In every stronghold, there is an implication. So if the stronghold for you is I'm not chosen, then at a core, there is a a belief where the enemy can come in and even affect us in our walk with God with that. So I have to be strong to be loved. Well, how much can I be strong with God? Like, how much can I involve God? That's right. So it opened up even a different shift with me and him, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, for me, and I've talked about this, for me, that the lie, I'm not chosen. And then what came from that was me saying, I can't depend on anyone, right? Because feeling like I wasn't chosen by people left me feeling like I'm not going to depend on anyone to choose me. (laughs) I'm just going to do everything. And if I'm being hyper independent and not needing anything from anyone, then that speaks to my relationship with God. And I'm not asking God for anything. And there's so much more like he I do have needs. I am his child. There are things that he wants to give me. But until I renounce that lie and start living my life with the new shifted perspective of I can depend on God. I've always been able to depend on God. He wants me to do that. And I've talked about this with you before, even in my marriage. It it affects everything. So was that the biggest shift where you saw things change the most? It's mostly been, I think, heart work for me. Shay might tell you that it's been a big change. Yeah. Because I, I'm trying to be a better communicator of needs. But I remember coming to you one day. We we had just finished up a listening prayer. And in the middle of it, God kind of like rocked my world with something that was totally off topic. But he said to me, because a marriage is it's supposed to look like a triangle with God at the top. God's at the top. Husband and wife are standing side by side. And it's supposed that is what a marriage is supposed to look like. And God said to me, you have to invite him in because my whole life, my whole marriage, I felt like I couldn't depend on anyone, even Shay. And so it was like me and God, me and God got this. So even though I'd like open the crack and I was like, it's fine. I've got God on my side. Like I'll let God in, but nobody else in. That so Shay wasn't, wasn't at the party. That <laughs> It wasn't all of it. Like and Shay is said, the party too. He is the party. He's the <laughs> seven on the Enneagram. But it was like, there's more. It's like you said, there, there's more. There's yeah. more work to be done and there's more to work on. And God said, you're not letting Shay be a part of this. And I had to step back and I had to, actually, I sat on it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and we went to lunch one day and I, I apologized to him. Did he choke on his foods? <laughs> he was really quiet and that's something that he is not often. I apologized to him for not giving him permission to step into a place of leadership within our marriage yeah, because I hadn't let him. Yeah. I bet he was right? so appreciative. And he, I mean, he really was speechless and he, he nodded and he, he was like, you're right. Yeah. And that's just, that's the kind of breakthrough and that's the kind of life change 
that God wants for all of us. Right. And that's I think that's why we're both sitting here crying today and sharing some, you know, tender moments because because we've experienced it and we know that God has that for anyone else willing to to come to him to I mean identify that you need the healing and not just identify it but to invite him into it and then start the work and listen because he's he's there and he's waiting and it's what he's after back to Isaiah 61:1 it's like this is why I came this yeah. is the very reason why I came for your freedom that's right and bef- right before all of this set in for me and that healing episode to talk about how I go for a walk and God kind of was like, I can't take you to the next place until you let me in. And I grappled mm. with that a little bit. And it was probably within a couple of weeks you texted me and you were like, I'm pulling out of school right now. <laughs> but I felt like you didn't text me. OK, this is a safety issue. You voice memoed me. And you said, (laughs) you said, I felt like God put Isaiah 61 on my heart for you. And it was restoring the ruins. Mm -hmm. That specific part. Yes. And I knew, I knew when you said that. Of previous generations. Of previous generations. That was the significant part. And I knew when you said it, it was just another explanation point of God just saying, there's more work to be done and and maybe it's not even you but like generationally mm. and I, I went home and and you know kind of threw that out to Shay too because I can see it in both of our lives and how much work we can still do and it's kind of exciting like once you dig in to start doing it after you get past the initial like sting of it it's kind of exciting to know that if you keep digging in and you keep like Mm -hmm. digging up those things and getting that lie out of there and living Mm -hmm. your life in this new light that God wants you to live it in that I don't know it's like God has hidden treasures for you oh 100% I mean it's it's like that's where the good stuff is is. I used to want to be an archaeologist so I'm like I get excited talking about digging up stuff but really (laughs) I know I could do it I could see that. Yeah. You maybe you can do that with the boys a though. Boy. By the way, everybody, I'm having a third boy, so <laughs> prayers for me and my frat house. It continues. Or the party house. Yes, the party house. Hey guys, I'm thrilled to share about one of our incredible partners today, Crew. Y'all know how much I love to deep dive into the Bible. It's the source that makes this podcast and my life go round. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible that you couldn't hop on Amazon and get one sent to your house or even afford one. Take it a step further and imagine that you aren't even allowed to have one. Honestly, sometimes we forget that there are people, lots of people all around the world who simply can't get a Bible. That's why we are thrilled to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries and in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles around the world to people in their very own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. But here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian ministry. Simply text BIBLES spelled B-I-B-L-E-S, to 71326 to help today. 
Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text BIBLES to 71326. That's BIBLES, B-I-B-L-E-S, to 71326 to help now. Or visit give.pru.org slash unexpected. Message and data rates may apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We all hear so much about self-help these days, and it sounds amazing. But when do we actually take steps to actively begin? As you guys know, I've been very open on my show about using therapy as a tool. From experience, I know just how important it's been to do heart work. And not just for my heart, but for my mental health too. And honestly, to have a professional pointing me towards the areas needing the most TLC. Now, personally, I love to go on walks and minimize screen time to maintain a healthy brain, but there are also other tools out there to help in more direct ways. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys today about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. So if you're ready to actively begin your journey to better mental health, check out BetterHelp. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com unexpected. That's betterhelp.com slash unexpected. And now back to my conversation with Lauren. Well, I would love, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would love it if we just kind of wrapped up with just a time of prayer for everyone listening, just to, in their own moment of time, it's not going to take long, literally four minutes of just a chance to invite God in, to give him permission mm. to your heart, and then to ask him perhaps like, what is it that I've been believing that's been staying in the way of the life you have for me? Right. And and maybe, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just a practical step is maybe go through some tough moments in your life and sift out in that moment what did you take away from that because it had to be for me I had to write out literally my 30 years and like pinpoint big right moments and say what well, what was the lie there right and so even if nothing just comes to you because maybe you're like me and you're just like I don't have everything's fine here yeah then go back and take the time and sift through some of those big pain points mm-hmm. and ask yourself, what did I take away? What message did I take away from that? Mm-hmm. What was the voice saying to me? Mm-hmm. And find what mm-hmm. that lie was. Mm-hmm. Right. And it can be too, to piggyback off what you said, it can be the big moments or the doorway can be. Like what happened with Chris and I, where I went, Richter, it was seemingly insignificant, mm-hmm. but the the degree to my Richter and how seismic it was right. for the moment was like, what is that? And then it points back to, oh, that came from when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So it can be both and. You can go back. God can bring a memory from your past right, right out of the gates. Or it could be like, oh, this happened. I walked in a room. No one greeted me. I felt alone. Right. The lie is I'm alone. Right. And here's the kicker, too. I always find that, you know, many of you will hear me say I have to be strong to be loved and there's no emotional 
connection to this or you hear Hannah say, I'm not chosen. And you're like, that that doesn't register. But when it is your own personal specific lie, it will feel tender. It will feel true. And so a lot of times if there's that tenderness or, you know, your heart is moved to tears. Like, Do you want to name a few? I feel like it's it's helpful. It was helpful to me and sometimes even in our group. Yeah. If you name things and then something will just like bubble up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can name some now before we get into it. It's like, I'm not enough. I'm worthless. I'm alone. I don't belong. I have to perform to be loved. I have to be perfect. I'm inadequate. I'm inadequate. Literally, the enemy's not that creative. I mean, when we do our <laughs> retreats, there's like a whiteboard and we have everyone write, you know, I'm not beautiful. I'm not lovable. Like you'll see so many. I mean, it's unbelievable too because when you see people go up and write theirs, you're like, I would never think that's what you believe. Right. Because again, we build this life to cover it and, you know, cope with it. Mm -hmm. So you, you would never know that at your core, that's what's driving you, so to speak. That's right. So I hope that's some samples. But again, you never know what God might stir up. So I'm going to read a scripture verse real quick and then we'll just pray. Okay. Revelation, I love this, 320. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And so if you just want to follow along and give God permission into your heart, God, I give you permission to my heart. I am opening the door to you. You are knocking. You always have been and you always will. But I am going to give you permission to come in today. I want to know your love. I want to know your voice. And more than anything, I want your healing. So God, would you show me any agreement I have made? It could have been today. It could have been a month ago. It could have been something in my story. I give you permission to show me what is something that I've been coming in agreement with that is a lie and it's robbing me of life. And we're just going to sit for about 30 seconds. Okay, I feel compelled. I was, again, I said four minutes. We're going to bump it up one more minute. I feel compelled to ask the question, Jesus, would you show me what it's cost me in believing this lie? I mean, I thought it brought life, but would you show me what it's cost me? Like, what does it cost me in my friendships, in my calling, in my marriage, with my kids? Would you help me see it from the outside looking in? How it's not working? And then we're going to renounce the lie. So what we're going to do is just in the name of Jesus, rejecting it. So it's God, I confess that I have believed this lie. Whatever it is, this is your moment to say what it is. I confess that I believe this. This is a lie. And I renounce this and I reject it in the name of Jesus. And then this is where it gets really good, is inviting him in for the healing truth. And so 
God, would you speak to me the truth to replace this lie? Would you bring a picture, a word, a memory, something that is true to bring healing to my heart? I give you permission to bring that and bring your healing touch, your balm to my soul, to make me wholehearted in this place. All right, so you can kind of, listeners out there, you can keep taking this question to him. You know, one of the things I love is just asking him to confirm it, and you will be blown away how he can speak in the most wildest of ways. Blown away. Blown away. Like like almost laughable, like where you just are so tickled by how creative he is. I want to actually share the story, and I don't know if I've ever told I showed you, shared the story about the blue Bentley, right? Uh-uh. Did I not tell you about that? No. Okay. But this is one of those things, again, he speaks in such wild and creative ways. So be on the lookout. You know, if you didn't sense something right away, stay with it. Keep asking him, God, tell me how you see me. Tell me how much you love me. What is true about who I am? Should we talk about any blocks like unforgiveness before, like, if you're not hearing anything? Yes. So sometimes if you aren't hearing anything, if you are believing a lie, I can't hear from God, that will cut the cord right there. Right. So that would be a lie to reject. If you are not hearing, and thank you for saying that, if you are not sensing anything, you know, if you're staying with it and it just, you're not hearing anything, maybe there's an agreement or an experience in your story where there was pressure around it. And so that's a chance to reject it, to say, I renounce this. This is a lie. You know, I know that you're the good shepherd and I am the sheep and you want to speak to me. So I'm all ears. And they give him another chance to speak. That's right. But so you have to be on the lookout, even in life, how he speaks. Right. So Chris and I were in this like season of transition. It was a huge season of risk just in his career. We were making shifts almost like if you had been doing one thing for so long and then all of a sudden you start pivoting like that's kind of scary. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd seen something and this was like six years ago. He brought it up the other day this story and so it popped into my head but I saw a screenshot that said something like a Toyota is made in like 11 hours and a Bentley takes like six months and so I texted him I just said hey I screenshotted this and I said you know we're we're in it for the long haul like we're we're doing this you know we're we're, we're believing we're with God this is a huge step of faith but I just text him this simple screenshot so I'm at Whole Foods and off at McEwen, which, you know, it's Franklin. We are not in Buckhead in Atlanta. Right. You know, we are not in Miami where Bentleys are ever seen. Like, when do you see a Bentley? And this was six years ago. So now, you know, Nashville is in New California. Right. So we might see more of those. But at this point in time, you did yeah. not see Bentley. So it was like pickup trucks, you know, the Tahoes, the Suburbans. That's it. So literally, Chris and I were dropping off the girls, exchanging the girls, and so he, I am following him because we've just done a drop off. And all of a sudden, this neon blue Bentley cuts in front of the <laughs> two of us and is between the two of us. So like he's ahead of me and I'm behind him. And all of a sudden, a Bentley pulls and I, I texted him. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, did you just see what? And he didn't see it. But it was just so playful of God. Yeah. You know, like, again, how fun and creative he can be. Yes. And so I think just to to pull the pressure off, to pull the anxiety, like, yes, this is the God of the universe, the same God who spoke to Abraham, who spoke to all of the characters. And he has a sense of humor. But he wants to speak to you. Yeah. Yes. And he's playful and, and he's, he's fun. And he's relevant. Yes. And I he's mean, about Bentleys. He's obviously yeah, in the Bentley business. Apparently. <laughs> One fun time, I I felt like he put something on my heart to pray for a friend, and I asked him to give me a picture. Yeah. Okay. And so he he did. He gave me a lighthouse, and I'm like, I still don't know if I'm supposed to like share this. And so I hung out on it. And I'm like, you know what? If I see a lighthouse, and I kid you not, for the next three weeks, all you saw lighthouses were, and we're not on the coast, okay, people. I mean, I turned on a chocolate making show that night and in the preview it was this giant chocolate lighthouse you're like what i'm like okay 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 god i got it it's fun it's fun to see him and hear him and know that that it is a living breathing relationship and he's just he's got that for anyone and everyone willing Mm -hmm. to listen and would love for them to do the work. So I guess I'm just going to end it here today saying, Lauren, thank you so, so much. I'm so glad we got to hang. I know. I've missed um, you this summer. I have missed you. We have so much more to catch up on. Maybe we'll go eat. Sorry, guys, that you can't join us. But I do think that I prayed coming in and I think that lives will be touched and hopefully lives will be changed and there will be a ripple effect because of the wisdom that you brought here today and the truth that was shared and nothing of God returns void. Mm -hmm. So I just pray that whatever seeds of healing were planted today can be watered and that you guys will do the work it takes to see fruit in your lives. And we love you. And I'm so glad that you tuned in today. So y'all have a good week. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.